This is Horsepower Happenings. Tear up the body panel, fine. You know, you can bend those. You could have destroyed the whole race car, if not worse. I don't have any problem racing each other and trading paint and moving people. I mean, that's it's a short track bull ring. This right. is not Daytona. From the MCRP studios in the Motor City. But I do know also one thing. By the time I'm his age, I'll have more than 100 wins, and I promise you that. With Zach Heiser. Banger leads him down on the bottom side of the racetrack. Moyer trying to make something happen on the top shelf. Big run. He'll cross over now down the back straight away into turn number three. Moyer puts the binders on. Fager nearly on the bike. And Rich Frank. Any progress, Zach, that they made on the last stop, they ruined on this one. So now they're really trying to get this thing off the ground. From the Motor City Racing Promotion Studios. Hey, guys, this is Ford Hodge. This is three-time Dirt Car UMP National Champion, Rusty Schlink. This is Bobby Santos. This is Travis Stemler. This is Travis Brady. This is Andrew Shai. David Melky. Josh Fry. Ryan Rule. And this is Horsepower Happenings. Good evening, race fans, and welcome in to Horsepower Happenings on a beautiful July Monday evening. Crazy to think that there's just one more Monday left in July, and then we're into August. Wow. Well, before we linger on that, let's take a look at some of the things that happened across the industry in a Motor City Minute. Historic Bowman Gray Stadium announced Thursday morning that the popular North Carolina racetrack had canceled the 2020 season due to COVID-19 restrictions. The track released the following statement on its social pages, saying in part, on July 14th, North Carolina Governor Roy Cooper extended phase two of COVID-19 restrictions for another three weeks until August 7th. During this phase, events such as the racing in Bowman Gray Stadium are not permitted to have more than 25 spectators. We believe it is highly unlikely that Governor Cooper will significantly relax these restrictions in August or even September, and quote, therefore the season has been canceled. Kyle Larson won again. Need we say more? He put the sweep on at Port Royal over the weekend with the all-star circuit of champions. In his last 33 races, Larson has an impressive 20 wins with an average finish of 1.9. I'm sure we'll talk about young money more in the coming weeks. On Friday night, Donamar Coulier went to victory lane at Tri-City Motor Speedway, collecting his second Tri-City win of 2020. Then on Saturday, Ch Chad Finley found his way back to Merritt Speedway victory lane, holding off David Melke in the process for his fourth win of the season. Finally, from Merritt Speedway, Mac Erickson drove his way to victory lane with the Great Lakes Lightning Sprint Series. GLLS is expected to be back in action on August 1st from Crystal Motor Speedway. Those things and many more happening tonight on Horsepower Happenings. Good evening. Welcome in. Zach Heiser, that's me. Rich France joins us from the Social Distance MCRP studio. Good Monday evening, Rich. How are you? Great, Zach. How are you? It sounds like you had a good weekend uh, at Butler. Yeah, we had fun with the Great Lakes Super Sprints for sure. And uh, you, sir, had a very busy weekend down in Nashville, Tennessee. I did, Zach. And let me ask you a question real quick before we get to the story. If I told you Bubba Pollard, Steven, Steven Nassie, Cody Coughlin, Travis Braden, uh, and Matt Craig were down there at Nashville, who would you think would probably – Give me a couple guys you think would win that race. Uh, well, here's who I tell you I wouldn't think would win, and it's Matt Craig. <laughs> and you would have been wrong, Zach. I know. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it was it. We had a great time down there, and what a race it was. Matt Craig added a green jacket to his trophy collection on Saturday and Saturday night, winning the Masters of the Pros 150 presented by Day Racing Products at Nashville Fairgrounds Speedway. 
He did so while paying tribute to short track legend, de dedica dedicating the win to Robert Hamke. Craig dedicated the win in memory of Hamke, who passed away Thursday. Craig had a bond with the legendary racer and car builder who offered him a ride in the Hamke house car during his career. Craig took the lead on lap 83 of 150 and dominated the final green flag run to take the $10,000 victory. The Kannapolis, North Carolina driver ultimately won by nearly 10 seconds. Zach, it was unbelievable over Bubba Pollard with Pollard's dominance in late model racing. It was a very satisfying win, and uh, I caught up with Matt in the winner's circle to get his thoughts. Man, what a performance. Uh, what a finish. One of the biggest uh, leads over second place they've had uh, in this race. Talk about your night. Man, the car was just awesome. It just, it just, it was all right through the first half of the race, and then we made some adjustments on in the, pit, in the pits, and uh, my guys made it a hot rod, and it was awesome. It stayed good over that whole last run, and uh it was really fast, and I just can't thank everybody at Rowdy Manufacturing and my crew, my dad, Richard, uh, my brother, Sean, uh, Treadway. Just everybody that helps us out. I mean, it's, that's, it's all on them, man. I just hold the steering wheel, and uh, I just can't thank everybody at CNC Bowler enough either. That last caution where you came down and got your last set of tires, uh, awful early. You had to go an awful long way to the end if there wasn't going to, you, you know, to, to, yeah. if you were going to win the race. Yeah, I mean, you know, the, the race started getting a little bit of that green flag uh, tendency, and uh, we were kind of worried if we didn't put our tires on, we wouldn't get to because another caution wouldn't come out. And we got lucky, and uh, the caution never came out. We had our tires. I'm not sure if, if others didn't have their tires, but uh, it definitely worked out good for us. It was, you know, that, those, those calls are just luck, and we got lucky in that. And probably what what would make you feel a little bit better, I mean, you drove away from the best in the business. Yeah. That's got to make you feel real good. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you know, Bubba's always, me and Bubba are, you know, he, he is a little bit more consistent than I am in winning, but, you know, we finished one, two, I think, more than anybody else. And, uh, you know, I, he makes me better racing with him. And I, I don't know if he would say that about me, but probably not. But uh, he definitely makes me better racing against him, and I love doing it. And, uh, you know, everybody calls him the GOAT, and, you know, you want to beat the GOAT sometimes. So we got it done tonight. Who all helps you out on this car? You know, like I said, my dad, uh, C&C Boiler for sure. You know, all the men and women back there at the, our family business, they get it done every day for us and help us go racing. Um, my true chief, Richard, uh, my spotter, Sean, my brother, and my dad, and my girlfriend come to the track. That's a, it's a pretty family family group, and uh, that's, that's about all I got to think. I got to think Draco Springs also, you know, they help us out, uh, give us some really good springs to put underneath our race car and make it better every weekend. Congratulations. Excellent performance. All right. Thank you. Pollard was in, position, was in a position he typically isn't used to, and that was watching the leader drive away. I had a chance to debrief with Bubba, and this is what he had to say. Well, here with your fast qualifier here at the Master of the, of the Pros 150. Brings it home second tonight. Bubba Pollard, talk about your night. Uh, not bad. Just uh, really, race car was pretty good. We just, uh, I mean, they got different rule, rule packages with engines and that sort of thing, and it kind of bit us tonight. Um, we chose the wrong engine package, and 
I hate racing's come to that. You had to choose the engine to come race, and uh, I thought we had that taken care of. But all in all, good weekend. Uh, it was a lot of fun. I like coming to Nashville. Always enjoy it. Have fast race cars. We we won a lot of races in the last couple of weeks, so we got a lot of momentum. Uh, so yeah, we can uh, we can just take it and uh, build on it and be ready for the 400. Everybody in the top five took lefts first time, except for Travis Braden. He took rights the first time around. Um, make any difference at all? No, I don't know what he was thinking. I mean, I've been. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of kind of crazy, but. Um, Wright's always going to win the race uh, when it comes down to it. So uh, he had a good car, probably could have run with 54, and he uh, he probably made a mistake. So, uh, yeah, we'll see. All right. Who all made this possible for you? Ernest Performance, Harris's Workorder.com, TM Ranch, PSC Brakes. Um, just all these all these guys on Silas Race Car to, to make it possible. All right. Thanks, Bob. We'll see you down the road. Appreciate it. Thank you. Third place finisher Jake Garcia had a great battle in the closing laps with defending Snowball Derby champion Travis Braden. And I caught up with the 15-year-old to get his thoughts. Well, this guy probably had the most exciting last 10 laps of the race. Uh, man, run it, gained two spots in the last 10 laps, and then you, you're coming down to the checker, uh, banging doors with Travis Braden. Talk about that finish. Yeah, it was it was a <laughs> good job by Travis there. Um, I almost didn't get around him, but um, it was really close. Uh, I just got to thank all the guys for helping me out this weekend. Uh, Air Creek Investments, full with breaks. Uh, just everybody for helping out. You know, I know all the guys did the best job they could this weekend, but uh, that's all you can ask for out of them. So um, I'm content with this right here, and uh, maybe we can get some more podium finishes throughout the coming weeks. You pick up a win at the Alabama 200, and you're battling it out with guys that that are a lot older than you are, and you're giving them everything you got. Got to make you feel good. Yeah, um, these guys have been racing a long time, and. Uh, I'm starting to get get better and better each and every week, so um, we're just doing our best. Looked like your car late in the race really started coming on last 15, 20 laps. Yeah, um, you know, just we were kind of held up behind the uh, behind Travis and the 46 there, and we were all fighting to get around each other and just uh, doing the best we could. All three of us were. Um, I just got to thank all the guys. Who all helps you out on this car for your third place finish? Uh, Ricky Turner helps me out. He's crew chief. And then uh, Will Coates, uh, Brian Turner, and uh, Bobby Adams were here. And then uh, Jimmy Parker, he also helps me out, but he couldn't be there this weekend. All right. Great job, Jake. Uh, we'll see you down the road. Thank you. Braden and local standout Jackson Boone would complete the top five. And, Zach, just to note, one of our Michigan youngsters, Chase Berta from Lapeer, uh, made it to trip to Nashville for the first time and brought home a very solid 10th place finish. Stayed out there all night. Uh, so congratulations to Chase Berta as well. And and Zach, I have to say my first trip to the Nashville Fairgrounds Speedway, uh, working with Tennessee Hall of Fame announcer Joe Williams, uh, also with Andrew Hayne of CRA, and uh, Malcolm West and John Nix, uh, their field reporters down there, along with Donnie Reed at, the, at down at the Fairgrounds Speedway. Uh, we all found a way to make it work. And we all had a great time. Those gentlemen are some class guys, and I really can't wait to get back down there again. We had a great time. Well, Rich, glad to hear you had such a, a good time down there at Nashville and uh, um, looking forward to getting down there myself uh, here sometime soon. Well, as you alluded to, legendary car builder and racer Robert Hamke passed away Thursday morning, most notably known for founding Hamke Race Cars and Parts. He was a prominent figure in short track racing and the community as a chassis manufacturer, car owner, and driver during his many years in the sport. As a driver, he found success on short tracks throughout his home state of Florida, including two victories in the prestigious Florida Governor's Cup in 1969 and 1977. 
Then in 1981, Hamke founded Hamke Race Cars and Parts, a chassis manufacturer and parts supplier for race teams throughout North America. Hamke's chassis went on to win many of the nation's biggest short track races, including the Snowball Derby, Winchester 400, All-American 400, and Redbud 400, as well as many track and touring series championships. Hamke retired in 2018 and sold the business, which is now known as Rowdy Manufacturing. Robert Hamke was 73 years old. And, uh, of course, Rich, always sad when we lose someone from within the industry. Exactly. Uh, but now to some more racing on track on the dirt this time. Eight races into the 2020 Dirt Car Summer Nationals campaign, and Bobby Pierce becomes uh, the second driver to notch two feature wins with his trip to Victory Lane uh, in the Tour's debut at Randolph County Raceway. Pierce set fast time in qualifying, won the heat race, then jumped out to a big lead in the opening laps of the feature, holding off Frank Heckenass Jr. and Brian Shirley. The field uh, raced around the 3 8 mile high banks for 21 laps before Saturday night's winner, Jason, Saturday night's winner Jason Fager, blew a right rear tire and to bring out the caution flag. A rain shower in the area began to fall over the speedway just before the caution came out, and the checkers were flown five laps after the restart, uh, rendering the, the race complete at 26 laps. Uh, Pierce picked up a cool $5,000 for his efforts and his 27th career Summer Nationals feature win. Uh, Heckenast held on for second, for his best finish of the season, while Shirley Fager and Rusty Griffa would complete the top five. The Dirt Car Summer Nationals late models has the night off tonight uh, before returning to action tomorrow at Peoria Speedway. Well, as you mentioned earlier, Rich, I had the chance to go back where it all started. It's, uh, it was fun for me to get back to Butler Motor Speedway, the uh, first place that gave me a shot on a microphone uh, to, to call racing. So that was cool to get to see some friends and uh, some racing family. But there was plenty of work to do as we had uh, some 25, maybe almost 30 sprint cars on property on Saturday night all looking for a shot at starting the 20 car $2,000 to win main event. 25 laps was the distance around the 3 8 high banked oval, and everyone was looking to beat Jared Horseman. Uh, coming into the event, Horseman had won 3 for 3 and it looked like maybe Max Stambaugh would have something for him after beating Horseman in his heat race. However, after an opening lap uh, red flag, Max Stambaugh went to the work area in the 97 machine and was rendered to the tail from his third uh, running spot. When the race went back to green, it was all action as Phil Gressman and Ryan Rule went to work. Jared Horseman was in the battle as well, but it would be the hometown hero Ryan Rule who would come out on top in the Smith Motorsports 71H machine, and he would not look back. Some big incidents throughout the race, including a lap uh, 16 incident that involved Quentin Blonde, Andrew Scheid, and Greg Dahlman all getting together. Hard contact off the fourth turn. Uh, it would all but ruin Andrew Scheid's night and race car. Greg Dahlman would be eliminated from the race in the accident, as would Quentin Blonde. Nine laps to go. Green flag back in the air, and Ryan Rule walked away from a track that he knew very well and went to victory lane, becoming the first driver to unseat Jared Horseman in 2020. Not to be outdone, though. Horseman did bring it home in the third spot and how about this for another hometown hero not to be overlooked chase ridenauer the driver out of perry michigan who started his sprint car career at butler motor speedway 
gained 11 spots on a very, very rough racetrack Saturday night. Uh, great job by Chase Ridenauer to bring that thing home in the top 10 for Greg Wheeler and Wheeler Motorsports. So uh, a great race Saturday night from Butler Motor Speedway, Rich. But some sad news went along with it. That was the last night for the foreseeable future that Butler will be in action. Yeah, and we started seeing, uh, Zach, we started seeing the dominoes start to fall last week, unfortunately, um, in our Michigan area. And not one, not two, uh, but three Michigan tracks announced that their seasons were suspended indefinitely following the increased restrictions from Michigan Governor Gretchen Whitmer's office. Uh, Kalamazoo Speedway was the first to fall after they were again notified that they would not be allowed to operate with more than 100 fans in the stands. Uh, most tracks can't do that anyway, so that's not a real big surprise. Uh, then it was Galesburg Speedway uh, told fans via Facebook Live that they were voluntarily suspend suspending their season until the Kalamazoo County Health Department would allow themselves and KZU to return to action. And then finally, Zach, uh, as you know, Butler uh, Motor Speedway said prior to Saturday's uh, GLSS event, that the July 18th program would be the final one for the time being. Officials at uh, all speedways have said they are working closely with the health departments to reopen their respective tracks very soon. Well, and it was it's kind of weird how that happened, Rich, as we move into our Here's the Deal segment. Tonight we are going to agree uh, across the board on some things. Um, as KZU and Galesburg and Butler had to make their announcements, Kind of some good news came out of the Lake Odessa and Ionia County area. Um, after several, several weeks and one show in the books, I-96 Speedway made an announcement that they will return to racing on Friday night. And, and they did it. And, Zach, that was one of my first ever dirt, I think my first dirt track that I went to um, with Motor City Racing Promotions. And, and I love going to I-96. And I would have never bet. I, I wouldn't I wouldn't have bet you a half a can of beer that they'd have been back on a racetrack <laughs> this year. But uh, no, the I-96 Speedway will be back in action this Friday night uh, after their few weeks of shutdown with the Great Lakes Super Sprints, traditional sprints, street stocks as well. Zach, you're going to be there. Yeah, I'll be there with the Great Lakes Supers and traditional sprints. And uh, things are going to be a little different, Rich. All ticket sales and pit passes are online only so i96speedway.com the exclusive place to get your tickets don't try and show up in lake odessa and buy your ticket uh, at the gate it will not happen so you'll have to do that and then here are a couple of other restrictions for i96 coming up on friday one pit member will be allowed to go into the grandstand to watch their respective race. All other crew members shall remain in their pit area. Just 100 fans per section of grandstand will be allowed. So we know that I-96 has sections of grandstands that are alphabetized A through, I think it's O or P, uh, somewhere in that neighborhood. Each one of those sections will get 100 fans in the stands. And uh, as we know, per the governor's office here in the state of Michigan, face masks with that large of a gathering are going to be required, and the six-foot social distancing rule will be in effect. And Zach, uh, I'll now I'll go to where I'm going to go, where I'm going to have to be this weekend. Going to uh, have to be. You're going to get to see some great racing. Don't sound so I disappointed. Really, I really am. I just want to. I, I I really wanted to get out to I-96. I love watching the racing there, but uh, maybe I. I don't know. Maybe I do have an advantage this weekend with two nights 
uh, of racing for the uh, Tri-City Merritt Speedway Late Model Challenge Series uh, this weekend. Tri-City on Friday night, $3,000 to win at Tri-City. Saturday, round two for the Challenge Series. It's a double header for the Challenge Series this weekend. At Merritt Speedway, $3,000 to win. On Friday, gates will open at 4.30, racing at 7.30. And then on Saturday at Merritt, uh, gates will open at 4 o'clock with racing at 6.30. All divisions will as well be in action at both tracks. So um, should be a fun time either way. Those challenge series have been amazing so far this year. Yeah, and I mean, look at the people who have won at those tracks so far. Donamar Coolier, Chad Bauer, Chad Finley. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry, Cody Bauer. I do that every time. Uh, <laughs> Cody Bauer, Chad Finley, uh, and of course, Rusty Schlank. And uh, so it's going to be great racing this weekend at Tri-City and Merritt. Now, there's the doubleheader for the Late Model Challenge Series. If you're a fan of sprint cars, you're at I-96 on Friday. Saturday, Thunderbird Raceway hosts the Great Lake Super Sprints, as well as IMCA Modified, Street Stock, Cyber Stocks, Warriors, and Mini Wedges. Grandstands at 4.30. Racing begins at 6.30. And so... You've got the pick of your poison on the dirt side this weekend, Rich. If you're a fan of late models, you're going to Tri-City and Merritt. If you're a fan of sprint cars, man, uh, I-96 and Thunderbird are going to be the place to be. Now, if you're uh, thinking about uh, alternate locations, Winston Speedway open on Friday as well. Uh, if you'd like to stay in the Mount Pleasant, or excuse me, in the uh, Muskegon area, uh, Winston is an option for Friday. Mount Pleasant is an option, we believe, as well for Friday. Um but if you're looking for pavement racing, Rich, you're really low on options, but a really cool event coming up this weekend from Owasso. Owasso Speedway, 75-lap, ninth annual Ron Hauser Memorial for the Outlaw Super Late Models. And all the big boys are showing up, Zach, because it's the only place running. Uh, Steve Needles, Phil Bozell, the Shark Frank Giovanni, and others. Uh, that should be an excellent event. At least $3,100 to win for the 75 lap feature event yeah we just got confirmation from owasso speedway uh sounds like this purse may increase before saturday because they said as of right now it sits at 3100 dollars to win so this could be a really good outlaw super late model show at owasso i hope i don't get lost after i leave tri-city and then just find myself in owasso on saturday uh, with a broken down car or something yeah exactly because that would be the worst thing in the world wouldn't it that, that would be kind of a bummer wouldn't it uh yeah so um so much racing action still to find obviously uh you know other tracks still going we uh we kind of glazed over crystal um crystal in action this weekend we believe as well um so you know just check your favorite racetracks facebook uh, page and their website um, obviously, there's racing south of the border going on as well. Attica Fremont Challenge uh, firing up in Ohio, very strong. Oakshade Raceway going to be racing this weekend as well, we understand. And then on the other side, of course, um, in the state of Indiana, uh, I do believe Gas City is planning on going this weekend. So um, just all you got to do is do a little work and, and, and be okay with a little bit of a road trip, and you'll be able to find some racing. And uh, now more than ever, man, support them. Follow the rules, even if you don't agree with them. Um, you know, you make some sacrifices to help the folks that you need to um, and uh, make sure that they can stay in business. So um, lots to choose from this weekend, Rich. And, and we need to think about our we really need to think about our tracks that can't run, Zach. That's why we need to follow the rules. I I didn't like I didn't like to wear a mask. I was 98 degrees in Nashville and I had a mask on all day. It, it was not the most comfortable feeling in the world. Um, I understand that. But I want to keep racing, and I want more tracks to open up. So I did what I had to do. If you go to a racetrack this weekend, please bring your mask. Please wear it. Um, 
you know, in the evening, it's not so bad. Uh, but you need to do that so we can get the rest of our brothers open and at least get some racing in the last half of 2020. we got to take a break. When we come back, we'll talk to not one but two marquee winners with Champion Racing Association. First on deck, Carson Hosevar, the 2020 champion of the 54th annual Red Bud 400. He's coming up on the other side. And then a little bit later on in the program, the 2020 Masters of the Pros 150 from Nashville Fairground Speedway winner Matt Craig. He joins us later on. Don't go anywhere. Still a lot to go and a lot to cover here on Horsepower Happenings. When the call sounds from race control. Yellow, 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 bottom of one. Yellow, 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 bottom of one. Top motorsport sanctions rely on the elite team of industry professionals for Motor City Racing Promotions to respond. Highly trained men and women in uniform systematically arrive on scene with their advanced fleet of safety vehicles equipped for the toughest jobs. Hours of annual training and practice are executed with precision as the task is rapidly performed in unison. Each official on the MCRP safety team is SFI certified in short track incident response and demonstrates a comprehensive background in motorsports, firefighting, and emergency medical services. It is their own appreciation of this sport and its growing need for professional motorsports rescue that has been the catalyst behind MCRP safety team's impeccable portfolio. For more information on Motor City Racing Promotion Safety Team, log on to MotorCityRacing.co and look for the MCRP badge at a track near you. Suspension Max is a service and solution-based manufacturer of automotive suspension and specialty parts. Based out of Bay City, Michigan, the local company began servicing clients in 2002. Suspension Max serves the automotive aftermarket as well as engineers and produces specialty suspension components for original equipment manufacturers and government contracts. Learn more about what they can do for you at SuspensionMax.com or call 1-888-629-9226. Suspension Max, the leveling kit experts. If you're searching for a weekly podcast that features local results, news, and insight, then your search stops with Horsepower Happenings. Every Monday night, Zach Heiser and Rich France break down the week in motorsports, from NASCAR to the world of outlaws. Then they go over what's happening in the Great Lakes region. Plus, they sit down with industry professionals, including drivers, car owners, track promoters, and more. Find a complete broadcast schedule and more information at HorsepowerHappenings.com. And follow Horsepower Happenings on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Dylan Westbrook, driver of the Hills Racing 47X, and you're listening to Horsepower Happening. Well, Rich, time to get into our interviews tonight. First up, uh, the guy that was in Victory Lane, oh, give or take about uh, a week ago, almost to the hour, um, introduce us to our next guest, or our first guest, I should say. Yeah. Well, Zach, this gentleman... Uh, He's, a friend, he's about a friend of the program now if he keeps winning in 2020 like he has been. Uh, we talked to this young man after his exciting win back in May at I-44 Speedway in Lebanon, Missouri. Last week, he put another huge win in the bag, uh, pulling off a dominating performance in the Red Bud 400 down at Anderson and not even in his own car. We'll get into that later on. Uh, 17 years old out of Portage, Michigan, Carson Hosemar, welcome to Horsepower Happenings. Hey, thank you for having me on again. I appreciate that. Man, Bud, congratulations, by the way. Uh, I know it was a week ago, uh, but that one has to rank right up there at the top on what you've accomplished. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's, uh, you know, I think it's at, at the top of the list. Um, you know, Missouri definitely, uh, you know, comes close, uh, you know, just, just out of the state of, you know, coming back from 17 to go with a flat right front. But, 
you know, prestigiousness <laughs> and just to be a, a damn uh, a dominant fashion again uh, was it was definitely cool. Now, uh, try to explain just how hard and grueling that Red Bud 400 is because when I saw you get out of the car after the race and and you were talking to Andrew, uh, it didn't look like you had anything left in the tank. No, I was, uh, you know, I was torn up. Uh, I, I had what I would say, uh, you know, not the best of uh, breakfast. It kind of shook up everybody's stomach, uh, you know, from our crew. But, uh, you know, I was kind of afraid to, you know, say that and whatnot, especially what's, what's, what's going on. You know, I'm afraid to, you know, say the word sick at all anywhere near, uh, you know, the public. So, uh, but no, it's, uh, that's all I had uh, for sure. You know, Zach and Butch uh, were placing bets, thinking, uh, you know, I wasn't even going to make it to lap 100, uh, you know, just because, uh, you know, my stomach was it was so bad. Um, but no, it was, uh, that's about everything I had. Uh, you know, when the dre- adrenaline kicked down, uh, you know, I was pretty much finished. I was, uh, you know, I was torn up uh, a little bit just physically, but uh, no, I could have. I could have done a hundred more. Just uh, the outcome after I got out of the car would have been just a little bit worse. Well, Carson, let's uh, let's back up here before we break down 400 laps around Anderson. Um, you know, the way that the public saw this kind of unfold, it started as people looking at the entry list and going, where's JVD? We're freaking out. Where's Johnny Van Dorn? Um, and then it became, oh, Carson Hosevar is going to drive the 71. That's different. How did this all kind of work out for you to get this ride? Uh, well, I was racing, uh, in, in Slinger, uh, Speedway for the Slinger Nationals. Um, you know, Butch was helping, uh, myself and Zach Dunson, um, you know, just like Missouri, uh, you know, he pretty much co-crew chief, uh, you know, just help us out, um, you know, being right in house at Van Doren has, you know, enabled us a lot of, uh, you know, resources, uh, with Butch and Johnny and just their whole organization over there to try to go win races in Van Doren cars and, you know, create them, uh, a little bit more business and help us, uh, you know, win races and ultimately have a Van Doren car in victory lane. Um, and when we were sitting down, uh, eating dinner, it kind of came up that, uh, you know, Johnny was not going to be able to make it or might not be able to make it or, um, you know, Lindsay was still, you know, yet to have, uh, you know, their, their kid um so they were waiting to see when and he wasn't in you know greatest of shape uh not being in a car from eight months you know not that he's out of physical shape just you know tough to get in a you know a car out of eight months uh, of out of a car mm-hmm. and the red blood 400 of all places so they uh they hinted at that i might run the 71 or at least i'm gonna go shake it down for him and uh you know when i officially got the word that i was gonna drive it i was you know i was pumped uh, you know, that car won, I think, two out of the last three Red Buds, and especially the last one. So to be able to have the shot to go jump in a, a race-winning car and 71 of all, all cars to get in the Red Bud 400, you're definitely not going to, you know, turn that one down. What does it do to your confidence going into such an intimidating race to know that you're climbing into the car uh, for a race team that went to victory lane at the Red Bud 400 the year before? Uh a lot of confidence for myself, but at the same time, uh, you know, just a little bit of pressure, mm. uh, you know, talking with my crew, even they thought I would have a lot more nerves, uh, just getting into it just knowing that, you know, I basically, you know, have to win. Uh, otherwise people will think, you know, that car would have won if Johnny was in it. And, 
Um, but no, I was pretty well confident that we were going to have the car to beat, and you know that ended up being the case. But uh, you know, my my nerves and pressure weren't even you know through the roof or anything. I didn't really have a lot of nerves getting into it. Uh, just knowing that I was going to have that good of a car, and uh, you know, I was confident in my ability to get around Anderson real good. And you know, when it when it comes time to shine, I feel like uh, you know I'll excel and uh, you know get the job done when when it sees fit. Now, at the, let's get to the start of the race. It seemed like uh, Casey wanted to run. Casey Johnson wanted to run a little harder than you did at the beginning. Uh, he got out front for a little bit. Did that help you, where you could just kind of settle in, you know, kind of running behind him just a little bit? Yeah, um, you know, Casey's a real good race car driver. You know, he was real good at Slinger Speedway, and uh, we talked just a uh, you know a few seconds before driver intros. He came over asking what kind of pace. He want, uh, we wanted to run, uh, and I got introduced, and, you know, in my head that was a light bulb to, all right, he wants to sit and ride. I'm going to pressure him all I can, uh, you know, and just push him well beyond his comfort limits. You know, if he wants to sit and ride, you know, I'm going to be elbows up for all 400, uh, you know, and control my own pace. But, uh, you know, the first 100, you know, I just – I wasn't even – I wouldn't say trying to pass him, but, you know, I was mainly just – sitting there working him you know every every single shot i had at getting to his left recorder panel i made sure i got there and you know made sure he never got into a rhythm never got comfortable you know just kept him always on his toes and just tried to not so much wear him out but you know just keep him you know up on the ropes uh you know just elbows up uh and, and just try to wear out his car where i thought my car was you know still running you know 50 to 60 percent but still pressuring him and I, I, won't, I, won't, I won't lie to you. I, I got a little, when you finally got by him, I was a little concerned because I, I made a Facebook post. I said, um, I wish I had a zip code map for Anderson, Indiana, because I can't find Carson anywhere. You were out and gone. And, and I was afraid you were running that car a little bit too hard that early. No, I was, uh, you know, I ran, you know, what I thought was pretty hard, but, you know, I, I was just, uh, you know, trying to keep a rhythm. Um, you know, I felt like I was running as hard as I really needed to, you know, I just, uh, you know, I felt like our car was just way too good on the long run, uh, you know, not to just stretch out the lead, uh, as much as possible. And, um, you know, if there's only, uh, you know, there's 75 laps, you have a competition yellow, but you know, you, you get, uh, you get the four tires in the pit, so you might as well semi use up the tires, but, um, but no, our car was just so good on the long run where I could just sit there at 60 to 70 percent uh, and still be a tenth or two better. Well, Carson, you get the uh, Red Bud 400 in the books, and as you said, it's right there with Missouri. I mean, Red Bud 400, such a prestigious race, but Missouri, your first ARCA CRA Super Series win. Um, talk to me real quick. How awesome is it now to go not only just get your first ARCA CRA Super Series win this season, but now you've got two in the bag and uh, very competitive. Obviously, you're a name that now people are going to have to really, as if they didn't already, they're really going to have to take seriously. Um, what are you looking for for the rest of 2020 as far as the late model scene goes? What, what are your goals now? Uh, you know, hopefully, um, you know, I wish the, the CRA Triple Crown was still still around right now, um, especially winning the Red Bud 400. I feel like we'll, we'll have a shot for the Winchester 400. I felt like um, you know, that was one that I ran halfway decent at, uh, I think two years ago, uh, before we broke, I think we were running fifth or whatnot, but no, I think it's uh, definitely a big confidence boost for myself. You know, I felt like, 
you know, when I went to these big prestigious races, you know, I wasn't even, you know, in the question besides maybe like Berlin or Kalamazoo clash. But, you know, when we go down south to all these races, um, you know, I wasn't even in the question of, you know, if I'm going to have a shot or not, um, you know, especially the All-American 400 had a shot just based off attrition, but had to take the lucky dog two or three times. So, uh, to even have that shot was five cars less than, uh, you know, that would have been a, a complete upset because we were about the 16th place car there. So to be able to, you know, come to these racetracks and know that we have good speed and you only know, we went to Slinger, uh, you know, and run fourth uh, before getting involved in a in a wreck and tearing ourselves up. But, you know, we go down Pensacola, we run top five. Uh, you know, we just, we've been having speed everywhere we've gone and, you know, back to 500 right now with two out of the four wins uh, on the year. Um, you know, it's, it's real cool to, to be back in the, in the ballpark and let alone, uh, you know, getting ready to hit home runs, uh, you know, every time we get to the racetrack. Yeah, talk about how you're feeling right now. Five Flag Speedway next up with a Southern Super Series sanctioned event on July 31st. Um, I got to guess you're going into that thinking that you've got, again, a real shot to go to victory lane now. Yeah, absolutely. I, you know, we go, we go to these racetracks uh, and, you know, we just, you know, we need every single last year, we would need every single, you know, miracle moment, every single star aligned, you know, you superstitious beyond belief to just run halfway competitive. Um, you know, where now, you know, we could have, uh, you, we could be off just a little bit and still run top five with our pace. So, um, you know, I'm really excited to get down to Pensacola. Uh, you know, never ran good there in the past and, you know, had real good speed rate right off the gate, not even testing, uh, you know, for the first Blizzard Series race, probably saved a little bit too much starting from 14th, but, you know, that one's going to be interesting with, uh, you know, with heat races and stuff, so that's going to be something uh, new for me on the on the pavement side, uh, you know, with quarter midgets and, and a little bit of dirt I've ran, uh, you know, I'm kind of familiar with the heat stuff, but it's going to be a, a full loop having a random draw for a 75 lap super late mile race with some of the best in the country but uh you know i think we'll have a good shot you know carson it's kind of tough around here especially in the last couple of weeks we thought we were gonna start getting somewhere with our pavement tracks and it's gone completely the other direction um it does that affect you at all that you, you know you can't race in your backyard in front of the fans that uh, you know you, you grew up in, and they were, they were watching you race yeah, it's tough, um, you know, not being able to run, you know, the Clash, the Money in the Bank, uh, you know, the 251, uh, you know, Bertrand, you know, those races right in front of the home crowd and, you know, places where I've ran good in the past, um, you know, it's tough for sure. Um, but getting the opportunity to go to these some other places, you know, I'm not uh, taking that experience for granted at all. Um, you know, it's a lot allowed me to do different stuff and taking advantage of, uh, you know, trying to make a positive uh, or a negative, a positive, um, you know, this year, uh, you know, hopefully some things open up and we still get some races in, in Michigan, but, uh, you know, I'm still enjoying it, enjoying my time a little bit down South. Does it make it tougher when you have to plan traveling, which is pretty much what you're going to have to do now. If you, if you want to go racing, does that make it a little bit tougher? Yeah, it's tough, especially, uh, you know, with this truck race being in Daytona, uh, you know, that could be tough. Uh, you know, not taking the risk of, you know, uh, going to airports or anything, you know, we're driving, uh, I've never drove to Daytona in my life, you know, Pensacola is a, a bit closer, um, but no, the 17 hours to Daytona and back definitely going to be, uh, a little bit interesting. Stay away from the beach. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, talk to me. Ab- right. Talk talk to me about the NASCAR uh, scene because let's be honest about this on the local level uh there's safety protocols in place and and you know people are social distancing and wearing their masks in certain locations uh you know nashville tennessee has got it very well regulated other places eh, hit or miss um now you've released this nascar truck series schedule things are going to be different than they have ever been before let alone the the course that you're going to be on at daytona on august 16th then dover on the 21st and worldwide technology on the 30th so much different right now in the world of nascar how do you keep yourself focused on just being good behind the wheel yeah it's gonna be interesting um you know i haven't gotten to that point where you know i've really got to sit down and see all the uh you know information on what i can do and what i can't do at the racetrack yet so i'm not sure you know it changes day by day it could change tomorrow it could change you know three weeks or it could change uh three months from now uh, on their procedures so that's gonna be different for me uh, you know i haven't worn a mask a hand all but a handful of times so that's gonna be you know something i'm gonna have to get very well used to uh you know especially to avoid you know any fines or anything but no i gotta i gotta be real disciplined when uh you know we get to daytona and dover and gateway uh you know and i haven't ran in front of no fans before so i'm not sure uh you know which how many fans are going to be allowed or how many races or which races are going to allow fans or not yet um you know i don't think any of that stuff's all but official but it's going to be uh different for sure uh if i do see uh, the grandstand empty talk to me about this daytona road course i know there's a lot of buzz right now around nascar finally using the daytona road course um and if i'm not mistaken this will be the first time the trucks have seen it ever how excited are you or maybe nervous what's your road course background like how what, what are your feelings getting set for daytona uh i'm pretty excited uh you know i don't really get nervous a whole lot and i feel like that's one of my uh you know one of my strengths as a race car driver uh you know when it comes down to crunch time and very uh you know high tense situations i very well are very rarely get nervous so I'm pretty much going into it like Eldora last year. Um, you know, I kind of had it in the back of my mind where I was confident uh, I could go run halfway decent, halfway competitive, but at the same time, I got no real expectations uh, to pretty much anything, uh, not having any experience, you know, in the truck a whole lot, and let alone no road course experience and no road course experience in the truck at all. So. Uh, and, and granted, no, no, no practice even. So it's going to oh, yeah. be a little bit like Eldora, uh, obviously a little different t- situation. Um, you know, I've been on a dirt track a few times, but never in a full-size stock car before that. But there was practice too. So I'm pretty excited. Uh, you know, it's the first time NASCAR's ever been there, so just be a part, a small part in that history of, you know, Daytona road course being on the NASCAR schedule for the first time is definitely uh definitely a cool experience do you break out the i racing rig to uh, get ready i was just thinking about that does uh, does the i racing have that mapped out yet can you be on that course and practice a little bit oh yeah i've probably uh logged a full work day on that one uh already <laughs> so I, I basically when i when i go down to my sim rig at home definitely on the uh on the daytona road course on i racing but hopefully get on the i think that chevy sim might have it or might not uh, you know, I, I, I think they got transit it on for Trans Am cars. And, uh, so hopefully I get a shot at getting on that. But if not, um, you know, I'll just be basically living on Iris until August 16th. 
Now, now, just to let you know, we've had a lot of race car drivers on the show this, in 2020, and just about every one of them has won something big. I mean, you've, you've done it a couple times. So if you can bag one in that truck, don't forget about us up here. You're going to have to come back on the show. <laughs> All right. I will for sure. Well, Carson, we appreciate you joining us tonight, taking some time out of your busy schedule. Again, congratulations on the Red Bud 400 win. Good luck down at Five Flags. And uh, good luck on the Truck Series schedule, which gets fired up here for you in less than a month. Perfect. Thank you, guys. Appreciate the time again. Hopefully, do it again. All right. got to take a break. When we come back, a guy who picked up another prestigious win this past weekend, Matt Craig from the uh, Nashville Fairgrounds Speedway Master of the Pros winner on the other side. When the call sounds from race control. Hello, yellow, yellow, bottom of one. Yellow, 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 bottom of one. Top motorsport sanctions rely on the elite team of industry professionals for Motor City Racing Promotions to respond. Highly trained men and women in uniform systematically arrive on scene with their advanced fleet of safety vehicles equipped for the toughest jobs. Hours of annual training and practice are executed with precision as the task is rapidly performed in unison. Each official on the MCRP safety team is SFI certified in short track incident response and demonstrates a comprehensive background in motorsports, firefighting, and emergency medical services. It is their own appreciation of this sport and its growing need for professional motorsports rescue that has been the catalyst behind MCRP safety team's impeccable portfolio. For more information on Motor City Racing Promotion Safety Team, log on to MotorCityRacing.co and look for the MCRP badge at a track near you. Racers know now more than ever, and, and let me tell you, if you don't have one, you're already behind for the 2020 season, but but listen up, there's a chance. Money should be spent wisely, and you need ease of use at the racetrack as well. Insert Hubco Metal Fabrication, racer-owned and operated. Luke Hubble knows the value of good quality products at a fair price. Right now, 24-inch pit lifts with a hydraulic pump start at just $875. Upgrades like powder coating, LED lights, and a waterproof pump cart are available. To place an order, simply find Hubco on Facebook, log on to hubcolifts.com, or you can call 269-838-0029. This is Tyler Roark, three-time Kalamazoo class champion, and you're listening to Horsepower Happy. Welcome back to Horsepower Happening. Zach Heiser, Rich France with you on this Monday evening. Uh, time to continue with our interviews tonight. We go from one marquee win. So we've got the Arca CRA Super Series winner in the books with Carson Hosevar. Now, Rich, it's time to go to the other side of the Champion Racing Association coin and talk about the biggest pro late model race of the season. And that winner joins us tonight. Let us know who we're talking to. Yeah, Zach, uh, this gentleman has six career cars tour victories. Uh, and then picked up a huge win on Saturday in the Masters of the Pros 150 at Nashville Fairgrounds Speedway for the JEG CRA All-Stars Tour. He's 21 years old, makes his home in Kannapolis, North Carolina. Matt Craig, welcome to Horsepower Happenings. Hey, how's it going? Thanks for having me. Great. First of all, Matt, congratulations. 48 hours later, uh, 10 grand in your pocketbook, uh, like Zach said, along with what we think is one of the crown jewels in pro late model racing. Uh, What's your thoughts a couple days later? Yeah, after, you know, thank again, you know, that was definitely a big win for us. You know, we don't do a whole lot of pro late model racing, and, you know, that race is, you know, the winners of that race are supposed to be the masters of the pro late model you know, world. And, uh, 
you know, to be able to not run that many races in pro level and win, that just you know, shows how good my team is I have behind me. They can really get us a get me a good hot ride going really fast and uh I really just can't do enough and it was really cool to win a big uh, marquee event like that. Now the last two events, um prior to this at Hickory and Jennerstown, you spent a lot of time looking at the bumper of that 26 machine. Um, how, how did it feel to have him out the backside <laughs> and quite a ways back? Yeah, it definitely felt good. You know, me and me and Bubba have been, you know, we started a little rivalry, rivalry a couple of years ago and uh, it kind of got, you know, it sparks up every now and then, but right now we're kind of in, a, you know, a little, easy patch i guess you could say and uh, we haven't really had too much going on with it we've been racing hard but not really racing dirty but uh yeah it was definitely nice to see him in the you know in the rearview mirror he's been whooping up on uh almost everybody anywhere he goes so i really felt good to be able to you know you know finish first in front of him for him to finish second behind me and just you know give him that you know give that big lead where it just showed how much better we were it really felt good. Take us through 150 laps at Nashville. Obviously, uh, that that big track and 150 laps in the pro car. Um, what 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 was it that made you so good? Uh, you know, to work your way to the front and then, as Rich said, just stretch out that lead so dominantly to almost 10 seconds by the time the checkered flag flew. Yeah, I mean, I'm not really sure. You know what what was the key factor? You know, in practice, our car was decent i wouldn't have called it great you know i thought we were a top five car hopefully and then we qualified this and then in the race we kind of you know after about 10 laps and the air pressures came up i came on the radio and said we got us a good good piece tonight guys and uh it just kind of got better as the night went on um you know it pro late mile racing you kind of run hard the whole race you know and super we we like to you gotta save your tire, you know, keep the right rear tire on it. And uh, with the pro late model, the less horsepower, you can really just run it hard the whole race. So I ran my car hard about the whole race, and uh, you know, it, as it as it got a little bit cooler, not much, but it got a little bit cooler. The sun went down, my car just got better and better, and I was really able to, you know, run the run a lower line through the center of the corner than some of the guys around me, and I think that paid off really well, you know. Um, where I can make passes uh, on the low side, you know, it's really hard to pass in the pro late mile, so that helped me out a lot. And I think I just left the car a little bit on the free side towards the end of practice. So once it cooled off and I gained a little bit of grip, and when the sun went down, my car was just about perfect, and uh, I was able to make those passes. And then towards the end, we just got a big lead going, and I was able to back it off. I ran about 80%. Uh, speed there the last you know 20 laps and uh my car was just it was just hooked up on the rails my uh, my co-host rich france is uh shaking his head right now he can't believe that you were only running 80 percent yeah yeah i mean after i ran hard you know until i got to about six seconds or so that my guys were telling me after i hit that six second mark i kind of ease off the gas a little earlier on the end of the straightaways and ease into it a little slower off the corners and actually my lap times got a little better when I started doing that and uh, 
slow down to go faster sometimes it works out that way yeah talk to me about how as a race car driver right that that can probably be one of the hardest things to do especially when you've got as you said a rival behind you uh to slow down to go faster how how hard maybe it wasn't hard how, how was that for you to to do that and just try to ride your way the rest of the way to the finish line try to ride your way yeah, I mean it's it's really hard to it's really hard to do that when you got guys breathing down your neck or you know right on your back bumper. You will never you know cross your mind. Uh, hey, maybe if I just kind of ease up a little bit, I could go faster. You just don't think about it. But once you got a big lead going like that, you can kind of you know relax a little bit and think about what you're doing behind the wheel a little bit harder. And uh, that's what I was able to do once I had you know I didn't have much pressure from behind. So it's really hard to do that, you know. It's it's really, you know, only time you can really do it is when you got that big lead and you can relax a little bit. What I thought was uh, what I thought was impressive, Matt, was you know, 150 laps. You hung around the top five, really didn't lead a whole lot of laps, uh, if at all, until that final run. Uh, did it? Was it hard for you to show that patience and just ride for a while? Yeah, it, it was. You know, you want to. You want to get up there and lead laps and uh, everything, but you just kind of sometimes, you know, as I get older, I learn, you know, watching Bubba too or, and following Bubba is like, you know, what he's so good at is letting the race come to him. And that's something I haven't been very good at until, uh, you know, recently, I think, is just kind of letting the race come to me and, you know, just being content or content with riding in third when it's still 100 laps to go. You're like, oh, man, I need to go go but really you know you watch some of the really good guys they kind of just cruising there they're not really pushing the issue and uh i think i'm starting to learn that a little bit better for sure i thought one of the big uh decisions in the race was made on pit road um travis braden seemed to do the opposite of what the rest of you guys were doing and boy uh and and travis did have a good car all evening long but when it came to that last run i think when he had to put on left tires and you guys all got rights, uh, I think that really helped you guys out. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you know, most every track is different, but at Nashville, I believe that when the right side tires is where you got a little bit of that lap time back is when you put the new rights on there. The new left gave you a little bit more lap time, a little bit more speed, but not that, not a whole lot. So, you know, he kind of used up his good lap times there in the middle of the race when we were kind of all just waiting on that, them right sides. And then um, I think that I think that decision on their part was maybe not the best. But, uh, you know, it's, sometimes you got to try something different and get outside the box and it could pay off. But I definitely think you got to save those rights because that's where your, your fastest laps are when you're going to put those new right side tires on. So you want to wait till the end to put those on. Now, I was down there in, we have to call it Winner's Circle because it's not Victory Lane at uh, Nashville <laughs> Fairground Speedway. It's Winner's Circle. Uh, yeah. A humorous moment. I had some fun watching you try to fit into that green jacket, and, which was which we all know was never going to happen. Uh, yeah, that jacket was a little bit too small for me. Uh, yeah, they said they were going to give me a bigger one, so hopefully that will be in the mail in a few days. Well, yeah, I, heard, I heard you say you wanted to keep that one anyway. Yeah, I told him I, you know, I didn't. I don't think I'd really wear it anywhere. You know, <laughs> it probably, 
getting a maybe get a case or something for and hang it on the wall. But I don't I don't see myself wearing it. I mean, it's very cool. It's kind of like a trophy thing, but uh, yeah, I was gonna be fine with just keeping that one. But they said they wanted to get me one that fit. Well, Matt, let's talk about some other things going on in your career right now. If you look up Matt Craig on uh, you know online or RacingReference.info, um, kind of looks like momentum is building here over the last couple of years. Uh, 2017, two wins, uh, eight top fives, ten top ten finishes. You, you look to 2018, uh, no wins, but a top five, to, uh, four top tens. Then 2019, you got two wins last year, some top fives, some top tens, and now um, looks like you're one for three as far as uh, cars super late model tour action is concerned those other stats related to cars as well um things kind of going your way right now with that 54 team talk about how your career is going right now yeah it's going it's going pretty good on the racing reference i don't believe they had the past super late model stats that's what i did for three years in a row I, um i think it was 2016 17 18 i won the championship and 2018, we had eight wins um, that year, and then 2019, we had one in the past, and this year, we've gotten three so far, and yeah, the PRA Tour is a super late model series we run around here in the Carolinas, and uh, we got one win early in uh, the season with them, but yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I'm pretty content with racing super late models. It's a lot of fun. You know, the NASCAR ranks these days, and really hard to get into you know you gotta be well spoken you know good looking have have some big sponsors <laughs> behind you you know i like super late model racing a lot you know i think you don't get the competition level until you get to maybe the trucks or xfinity before you you find competition as hard as you know super late model racing is so if someone came knocking on Matt Craig's door and said, "Hey, I've got a I got a truck series ride waiting for you. All you got to do is show up with your with your gear bag." Is it going to be a hard decision for you to make? Oh no, that won't be a hard decision at all. You know, to hop in and go. But uh, you know, finding finding that kind of check to, to give to a team is uh is pretty hard. You know, some people get it done easier than than others. But uh, yeah, I mean. I'd definitely take an opportunity like that for sure. Now, obviously, uh, up here in the north, we have a lot of listeners that are very familiar with the JEG CRA All-Stars Tour and the Super Series. But but talk about that Cars Tour because, I mean, I mean I'm familiar with it, but there, there are a lot of people that don't. Tell them just how competitive that tour is. Yeah, I mean, Bubba, uh, Bubba Pollard, he comes to about 90% of those events, um, you know, we they pay ten grand um, every every race. Um, it's it's a really good series. You know, it's, it's well managed. You know, it hits a lot of the historic short tracks around the Carolinas. Uh, you know, we uh, we we like it a lot. You know, we uh, we do really well in them around there. That's where I've been racing my whole life is right here in the Carolinas. And uh, the, the car store is a it's a good series. It's really uh, comparable to the CRA series, I believe. Now, I know you you know you you do run that cars tour and then hit or miss on the Southern Super Series. Uh, any more events on your schedule with CRA for 2020? Yeah, I'm not real sure. I don't know their schedule. You know, especially with how the world is today and and the COVID mess. You know, we don't we kind of just play it week by week. Um, 
we're definitely going to hit the uh, all. I mean, uh, the All America Four Hundred. I think they co-sanction it or yep. you know help run it. I don't think points race for them. I don't, I'm not real sure, but we're going to hit the uh, Winchester Four Hundred um, here in the um, fall, and we'll probably hit the uh, CRA race, the One Hundred lap, like tune-up race for the for the um, Winchester Four Hundred. <laughs> All right. Well, there you go. There's a couple races on uh, Matt Craig's schedule. And, uh, you know, obviously, as Rich kind of alluded to, uh, the kid from North Carolina, uh, probably not a whole lot of followers up here in the state of Michigan. But as you kind of work with CRA a little bit more, race with them some more, obviously Winchester such a big following. And uh, now with the All-American 400 being at Nashville, not too far away from the North uh, racing region. Uh, where can folks follow along with what you have going on, Matt, and, and what's going on with your driving career? Yeah, I mean, I'm probably most uh, active on Twitter. You know, I usually try to get on there and, and post where uh, where we're headed that weekend and kind of the results and, you know, practice and qualifying stuff. And Twitter's probably the best place. And, uh, you know, um, I don't really do a whole lot of social media. I probably should, uh, you know, this day and age, you know, I should – get on there and help promote myself a little bit more but you know i don't i don't really get into it too much i just kind of try to get the results out there and uh you know what we're doing i think you're one of the rare folks especially at 21 years old who uh who is not addicted to social media i i, I think if you can manage to not do that more power to you <laughs> well For sure and i'll tell you what Matt, you want you keep winning races like this you just give us a text we'll put you on any time well matt we appreciate you taking the time to join us tonight congrats on uh, becoming a masters of the pros winner with cra in 2020 none other than at the uh, historic nashville fairground speedway congratulations on that feat and thanks for joining us tonight yeah thank you guys for having me well again our thanks to matt and to carson for joining us tonight and uh I don't know, Rich, if, if those guys go pro, obviously Carson in the truck, if, if he wins at Daytona, um, yeah, we're going to have to have Carson on again. I think that's all there is to it. Or Dover or at Gateway. Um, so cool to see one of our own from Michigan getting a chance to do some work in uh, in the NASCAR ranks. I, I, I love the horsepower happenings karma, Zach. It's really working here in 2020. Um, I mean, we, we've had some guys on the show, and they're winning races, uh, and they go back out and win after they talk to us. So if that's what it takes to, to, to have some of these uh, great guests we have week to week on the show, let them keep winning races. We'll bring them on and, and get, give, them a, give, him a, give them a, uh, a, a place to get with their fans and, and talk about what they're doing. Plenty of racing coming up this weekend as we talked uh, before the interviews. Um, just again, a recap for Friday night, Tri-City, Mount Pleasant, uh, Winston, all options here in the state of Michigan. Obviously, you can look to the south if you want to go to Indiana or Ohio. Go to the uh, respective tracks Facebook page or website to see what you can do down there. Saturday, oh, and I almost forgot I-96 Speedway back in action on Friday as well with the Great Lakes Super Sprints. Then Saturday, plenty of options as well. Merritt Speedway, uh, Thunderbird Raceway will have the Great Lakes Super Sprints. Crystal planning to run this weekend, and if you're a fan of pavement racing, you're pretty much going to Owasso Speedway, 75 laps, $3,100 to win in the ninth annual Ron Hauser Memorial. So, Rich, plenty of places to be. If I can keep you on the straight and narrow, fans will be able to find you at Tri-City and Merritt Speedway this weekend, and I'll be on the road with Great Lakes Super Sprints to I-96 and Thunderbird. Looking forward to another weekend of racing. 
Yep. Anybody, uh, that's where I'll be. Tri-City on Friday, Merritt on Saturday. You see me, come up, say hi. All right. That's going to do it for tonight. Thanks so much for tuning in. Again, our thanks to Matt and Carson for joining us on the show. Um, Again, follow the rules. Be safe. Have some fun. And we'll talk next week. Same time, same place. In the meantime, get your backsides, tracksides. For Rich France, for Scott Menlin, president of Motor City Racing Promotions, I'm Zach Heiser. Thanks for tuning in. Have a great week. We'll talk next Monday. You've been listening to Horsepower Happenings on the Motor City Racing Network. Catch up on past episodes by logging on to horsepowerhappenings.com. And be sure to tune in next week to keep up on what's happening.